This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the June 7th edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher getting ready to break down a very rare early June trade uh, involving two teams with two clearly different goals. One team usually does, is on the other side of this. They are changing their course. Uh, with me to break it down, we'll talk some finals as well, is Jared Johnson. What's up, man? What's up, Mike? How you doing? Pretty good, man. It was just uh, hanging out, doing nothing, and then all of a sudden we got a trade. <laughs> got Woj bombs. Yeah, it was <laughs> wild. And then Woj right on the heels of the, and I'm sure you guys listening know the trade, we have Tareen Prince headed to the Brooklyn for Alan Crabb and his $18.5 million contract, along with two first-round picks going to Atlanta. Um, and then right on the heels of that, Woj, which was kind of what everyone anticipated, is like, oh, Kyrie is seriously interested in the Nets, and, vice, and the Nets are feeling good. I mean, for the Nets to trade two first-round picks, one is number 17 and then is a lottery-protected pick next year, that's a pretty loud statement that they feel pretty good about where they stand uh, in hunting free agents this summer. Hey, shout out to Sean Marks, man. Dude, it's that's it's crazy. They've been doing that for so long. Like, yeah, uh, yeah it's, DeMar- what they've done is incredible. Incredible. Yeah. It's just, I, I love that rebuild. I mean, they, they rebuilt that team with no draft picks. And I was this your tweet that I'm going to mention that... Uh, they got hosed with that Billy King trade, but they might get some redemption. Yeah, Kyrie, I wrote that in his blurb yesterday. Like in 2013, yeah. uh, was the bad trade where they gave up top pick after top pick after top pick, and now they had their pick. Yeah, and they're trading it away. <laughs> uh, and then to make matters, and then just to give a little extra sting to the Celtics, is they're going to take their guy off them. But I mean, the Celtics still they they won that trade for Kyrie because Isaiah just was nothing. And yeah, Colin Sexton's yeah. all right, but. I think you you would have taken that even if you knew what was going to happen, or maybe for not, sure but, they yeah. gave up washed up Isaiah, uh, Jay Crowder who's good, and uh, Zizic for and they got Kyrie. Yeah, which you know there's throwing nothing there, but that then do we like Sexton? Are you going to just quickly aside? Are you into Sexton next year? I mean, I don't think it's fair to. I think he gave us enough his rookie year to be like okay, he could be a solid role player. I don't know. I it's not like he's amazing, but. I don't know if he's an all-star, but he could be a solid role player. Yeah, uh, he's up his steals. I, I like to give, yeah, I like to give guys like three years before I really deem them a bust or not. He but. was good for DFS. Like he had a lot of good. Uh, tw- he had that what multi, like almost ten game streak of twenty points, something like that. And he was scoring relatively efficiently, right? Yeah, exactly. He was shooting fifty like, yeah. percent frequently, um, but. Yeah, just no steals though, man. Like half a steal when you're getting 32 minutes a game, just doesn't yeah. cut it. Yeah. Uh, but he's a good free throw shooter. He has, he's had, he's gonna be an interesting target more so for points leagues. But um, yeah. just quick aside there. Um, but we're gonna spend most of this pod talking about Nets, um, more so Hawks, I think, because um, we really don't know where the Nets are. So we'll start with them. Uh, again, as we said, 
the Nets have positioned themselves to have two max slots, um, whether that be one for D'Angelo or again the Kyrie thing is probably their top target. I think I think the main goal right now is to land Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. I think that's pretty unanimous how everyone feels. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we've seen Durant. Uh, if you're an, if you're a Nets fan, um, you know people are reporting that KD would be more likely to stay in Golden State if they lose. Yeah. So you're you're rooting for a Golden State win if you're a Nets fan or even a Knicks fan, but it's it's kind of wild. So the uh, projected salary cap wise, um, the the Knicks are going to have the most cap space uh, at sixty seven million, uh, but then sixty seven point seven. But right behind at sixty six. Or almost uh, just rounding up to sixty-seven point zero is the Nets. So they they're the only two teams that have two full max slots, which is funny for uh, a little New York rivalry building free agency. Um, save some airfare for some of the free agents, I guess. Um, but then the Clippers <laughs> too. The Clippers are number two, and they could wiggle their way to get to uh, two max spots. And we saw today the the Clippers are reportedly not interested in dealing. Shea Gilgis Alexander, who would have to be in an Anthony Davis trade, which you and I have talked about privately before. Yeah, but um, yeah, and, and he, so basically, yesterday was kind of bad news if you're a Knicks fan uh, or a Celtics fan, I guess too. I mean, just well, yeah, but I mean, the Knicks still have room here. They could still definitely get Anthony Davis, particularly if uh, if uh, Gail Benson is serious about not wanting to do business with the Lakers. Yeah, because looking at the packages, I think that New York has one of the better offers. Because now it's no longer about getting a superstar for them. Like, Boston had the best offer before Zion Williamson was going to be there. Mm -hmm. Because you get Jason Tatum and you build around him. But now, I mean, yeah, it would be great to have Jason Tatum, but they already have their future superstar. So now it's more about who fits best around him. Yep. So that could be uh, RJ with the number three and maybe Mitch Robb. I don't know. I I don't think all hope is lost for the Knicks, but yeah, it seems like uh, Kyrie's not going there. Mitch I don't Robin, know. Mitch Robin Zion would be insane. It would be uh, amazing. Defense, dude. I'd love to see that. And then uh, Drew, Drew at the yeah, point. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good team. That's a that, yeah, that's, that might be a playoff team. Yeah, definitely in the East, it would be a playoff team. Yeah, for sure. But, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's yeah, it'd probably be like without AD there too, but you know they need a little bit more, uh, a little wing depth, but uh, they'll they'll be all right. Yeah. Um, what else was I going to say? So, uh, and then the Lakers too. Them moving up was huge for the number four yeah. pick. If they wanted to deal, it'll probably it'll cost more than Lonzo with number four, right? I would think for the AD. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Kuzma, I mean, they they, they gave up their, they were willing to give up their whole team. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> has to be one of those deals, and probably a future first as well. Yeah, definitely. Which so I still that's think a I good would offer. The Lakers. Yeah, yeah, but it's rough, man, for Lonzo to he's. Taking a wrecking ball, get it uh, to his <laughs> to his value uh, with all these injuries and surgeries and the dysfunction with you know trying to get a uh, surgery in Chicago with a, an unauthorized doctor like from the team that was craziness. Uh, but let's talk about the Nets really quick. We really can't get too deep into their fantasy analysis because again they're going to probably have two guys that are going to be probably top second round first second round players, which is insane. Because the Nets, we haven't really drafted Nets in the top five or six rounds, except for when we reached for Jared Allen. Um, but other than that, like we haven't seen too much Nets impact. Uh, yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a whole different thing to see Kenny Atkinson play with those guys. But is there is there anything we can really like feel about right now? 
I guess this is bad news for Karis LeVert, who I would have probably been pretty in on, probably like around five, six, or seven. Um, now that he's going to be healthy, uh, D'Angelo is more likely to leave now. Um, maybe he goes to Phoenix, which would be kind of crazy. Um, so that that's a whole other thing too. There's, there's just so it's so murky right now. We really can't dive in. Uh, and then yeah. also the Nets were supposedly looking to trade one of their first round picks to help and get Jared Allen, Jared Allen some help, but obviously they don't have a first round pick anymore. So I've it's wild. Whis- yeah, I've heard whispers of them considering pairing Russ with with Kyrie. D'Angelo Russell with Kyrie. Like it, you think that's a pretty bad idea, right? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah be... I mean, you can't. I just don't think they're very similar. They have different, obviously, styles in scoring, but they're you know not exactly pass first guards. Mm. And you're gonna invest you know sixty percent of your cap on two of the same kind of players, like just they don't play a ton point. of defense. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It just, and they're both somewhat injury prone as well. Like it's mm. a little risky biz. But, um, yeah, I, I don't really think it, we kind of have an incomplete grade for, for the Nets right now with this trade. Like, they're, if, again, if they land two max, it's an obvious win. Uh, as yeah. much as we love draft picks, but um, you, you do that trade all day, every day um, for two non lottery picks to, so to if, clear out if, cap. If Kyrie and Katie get there, that means basically D'Angelo goes somewhere else. Right. That's what I was thinking. Like, Phoenix, yeah, that's maybe. a pretty. Yeah, that's a pretty heavy hit for Karis. I was just trying to talk myself into Karis because yeah. I like it so much. But yeah, for sure. So they're gonna have they're gonna look real different. It's it's just nuts. They're gonna be uh, you know if they t- if, imagine if they get KD and Kyrie, what are the Knicks gonna do then? Like Demarcus, and they, obviously there's a report that they oh, went to a meeting with Kawhi. Like man, I think if if they don't get their free agents, they should just try to build with what they have. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if the Knicks fans could do it again, man. <laughs> this has been so rough. But in the last yeah. four years, I think they had the worst record in the NBA, right? Or last three or four. Something nice. like that. They've just been terrible for so long. That's not what... Uh, I'm from New Jersey, and I know Knicks fans, at least I, I haven't lived there in 15 years, but when New York teams are bad, man, it's it's rough going. So sure it's going to be... If, uh, if um, Porter comes back next year and is really good... Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, New York is going to be so livid because they had a shot at him. It's he's such an interesting factor for next year. I wanted to get traded so bad. Yeah, me too. Cause, yeah, because I don't, I don't like him in in Denver. Yeah, but maybe Millsap goes somewhere else. Wave that player. Uh, okay, so anything else you want to talk about Nick's, uh, Nets wise? I I kind of incomplete ish. Yeah, yeah. We'll, not... we'll definitely talk more about it um, in July when we have an idea. And then, by the way. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie is the highest player on the payroll for next year. Uh, wow! On, on July first, he said and he actually just tweeted out. Um, so Nets Daily tweeted, uh, "Congrats to Spencer Dinwiddie, who be, who will now become the Nets' highest paid player on July first, behind Joe Joe Harris." Um, but <laughs> then uh, Dinwiddie quote tweeted it and said, "LA, uh, you know, for twelve hours." <laughs> <That's> <laughs> nice. so, yeah. His Twitter game's strong. He is one of the best Twitter followers, no doubt about it. Um, yeah. Definitely top five. Like, yeah. Is Embiid still have the crown? I feel like his Twitter game is falling off a little bit. I Got mean, a little stale. Who, who else would be? Who else would be better than Embiid though? Like, he's pretty good. good he's pretty good. Yeah, I like Iguodala, man. I think Iguodala is low key hilarious. He is. Low-key he has hilarious. one of the top five moments when he's uh trying. Shouting out uh, Luka Doncic's mom and stuff like that's still hilarious. <laughs> <to me. laughs> uh, all right, so let's talk Hawks. 
Uh, again, this is a pure, pure rebuild here, and they are really stockpiling assets. And, like, there's a couple ways to do this. There's a report that they're also trying to maybe move some of their picks this year and just, like, really reset it. So they're basically, because their highest two played players for next season are now Kent Bazemore um, at 19.2. And then now Alan Crabb is their second highest paid player. Uh, They've got pretty much nothing but open space after that. Um, They still have Miles Plumley for the bird. Uh, And then it's all, like, rookie deals and Alex Lynn throwing in there for, like, dead cat space for now. So, like, they're, they're an open book. Uh, but really, one more year, and then they could just have all these cheap contracts. Because um, Prince would have been due next year as well for uh, restricted free agency, so they got that out of the picture. So that I mean, th- this is a win for them, I and mean, there's really no way you could say the Hawks lost this trade. Um, it's like it's pretty much like the Stauskas trade um, with the 76ers and Kings. Like the Nets were looking to get off co- out Crab's contract, and they found a good deal and they took it. Um, but unlike the silly Kings. They didn't do unprotected, um, amongst other things. It's a, it's a lottery protected pick too. So um, yeah, I, that, I really like that actually. Yeah, it's a it's a great trade, man. Just to take on crab salary. It's what the Nets were doing for years now, and now they're finally out of it. Um, again, so I, we talked about Trey Young. I don't think you and I. Have to, I'm big on Trey Young. I gave him a top twenty five uh, slot when I did rankings. I'm gonna be after Trey Young pretty hard. Um, you know, he's super durable. Besides that, stu- I don't know why he rested that one game. Uh, he would have been at 82 games. Uh, his post-break numbers were outstanding. Um, Going to have a good offense. Not a lot of talent around him. Uh, even losing Prince, I think, is a win for him, too. Definitely. Uh, yeah, so and they're going to probably not have anybody impactful. They didn't do well in the lottery with the 8th and 10th pick. So it's not like you know Zion or John Moran, whoever they would pick up, is not going to be very impactful. So I think, I think this is outstanding news for Trey, who I will take pretty much. Um, I would say, and you and I were chatting about this. Uh, about how we feel about Kawhi, like I would take Trey Young over Kawhi. That's kind of easy for me. Oof. Yeah, I, know. I, I just I, oh man, that's that's really high. Like we were saying, uh, just a Kawhi tangent. Kawhi at best is going to play seventy games, right? Like at best, that's horrible. Um, I I mean, what? If, but what if he goes to the Clippers? Can you play seventy games out west and make the playoffs? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, just, I just don't. I just don't see. I can't take a guy who I know is going to miss ten games right off the bat. Yeah, the top. I mean, I can't do yeah, it. especially when they're going to be late. Like, like it's just so rough. I, well, I mean, that's the thing. If he if he's out west, is he missing games late in the year? Yeah, uh, I think. So. I mean, but what? Ha- look what look when LeBron took time off. His team fell apart. Yeah. Well, it's a little different, but the, I mean, the coaches are still going to be pretty good. I think if he goes, they'll there. be pretty good. I mean, they could. Yeah, he may if, stay in Toronto too. Well, yeah. Bought, if he stay, like I said, if he stays in Toronto, I'm far more off. But if he goes to the Clippers, and it's not like a Kawhi KD team, it's like a Kawhi yeah. uh, with filler around him, where he's like the main guy. Because I don't know how much none of us know how Kawhi feels because he doesn't talk. Right. <laughs> but, well, I but, think I th- and I've talked about this with Ryan before. Would you agree that Kawhi, if if this is regular season? Like Kawhi would be missing mad games because he's oh, looked yeah. he's looked gimpy at times. He looked yeah, like I was freaking out during the yeah. the Eastern Conference Finals. I was like, oh man, he looks really hurt out there. Yeah, like dude. he so shouldn't sad. be playing. And then, I mean, he just plays through it and he plays like a superstar. Like his this run this this finals this whole postseason run for him has been phenomenal spectacular but uh yeah i mean yeah the quad freaks me out for sure it's a thing and it seems like it's definitely still bothering him 
And yeah, you're right. If it was a regular season, I seriously doubt he'd be playing. Yeah, so it sounds like we're pretty much in agreement there. Um, what do you think about Trey? Like I, I mentioned, I like him in the second round. Um, we could leave the argument player versus player, but where do you see him going? Uh, where would you take him? Uh, any other point guards by comparison? I feel like the, you know, there's a little bit point guard up top's always high, but like he's gonna probably be going around like like Kyrie. Um, with Kyrie versus Trey, seems like a good debate for me. How do you I feel would about take, that? I would take Kyrie personally, but um. I, I, I like Trey a lot. I think I feel like based on what you're saying, I'm not going to get him at any draft I'm in with you. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to steal him from me. Uh, yeah, I mean, he and I totally flipped my opinion on him because I went into last year pretty negative. And then, oh, I mean, wholeheartedly. We, we all were unified against Trey. <laughs> yeah. And it was definitely a big mess on our part. But. I just thought he was going to be a chucker, and he yeah. was. But, man, that second half surge, 22.6 nine dimes and a steal and two triples and 43 43 six shooting that's not like that's chucker but that's not that's not brandon jennings status no not at all no yeah uh so yeah i mean so let's on the year as a whole i was gonna say let's run through some point guards if you want to okay cool so you said Kyrie. i think that's close we we still don't really know where Kyrie's gonna land but i feel like that's pretty similar value just because, yeah, I mean, I, as, but Kyrie was great last year. Man. He was he really was, good. He was durable. He had a couple sits, but uh, I was a big miss on my part. I thought Kyrie was going to sit a whole bunch this season, but he did not. Um, Kemba, I would take Kemba. I would take Kemba over Drew Trey. Holiday. I would take Drew Holiday, even with the uh, trade. That's defense. closer. That's closer for me because I like, I like uh, the explosions from Trey a little bit more. I feel like Drew is more of um. There's less explosions there. And even when even when he was playing without AD, we didn't really see explosions. Mm. He's just consistently very good, and I love his steals numbers. Yep. Uh, so you know, it's, I'm not gonna hate on him, but yeah. I, I I would actually lean towards Trey in that scenario. Yeah, it's super close. I think I'd actually take Drew. I just he's so good. He's like, very he's so <laughs> so solid everywhere. You mentioned the steals, adds threes, decent on dimes. Like he's he's good such boards. A good, yeah, a little boards for a point guard definitely. Um, solid. Chris Paul is going to go late, man. Like, I don't even know. He may get traded, too, but... I take Trey over Chris. Oh, no question, yeah. Chris is too old. Yeah. Sorry. Like we were saying, he's probably fourth rounder. And, I mean, I haven't seen Chris... Chris Paul, like, you know, four or five years ago, he would never go past eight. No, yeah. He's, like, basically, like, almost like a better version of Drew Holiday. Just, like, so He had to have a couple years where he was close to number one. Oh, yeah, man. Like, ten years ago? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was always going like top three, for sure. Yeah, uh, I think so. That's kind of where he is. After that, we're kind of getting either too high or too low. Like obviously, we'll be taking Dame for sure, Curry obviously, yeah. Harden obviously. Yeah. Uh, what about Bradley Beal? I still would take Beal even with the uh, uncertainty with the Wizards. I tell you, I'll, I'm finally on board for taking Beal early because yeah. he's really fun. <laughs> I just hate how bad the Wizards are going to be. That's my main issue. He could he he maybe could get traded maybe. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That seems so weird. And Wall's probably not. Is Wall going to play next season? Like, I don't know. It will be. It'll be under twenty games for sure. So he's going to be on crazy restrictions as well with knee and Achilles issues. Um, but yeah, and even still, like if Beal got traded, him Beal second banana is still good. Like Beal second banana would still be you know second third rounder. Another guy yeah. who's just so so solid. Yeah, so, but uh, got the use we didn't food, say it was still good. We didn't say Mike Conley or Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I so. figured that's kind of easy, right? Trey. Yeah, you would take Trey, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. But we don't know what Conley's going to be. That's another. There's so many. Like this is going to be such a wild off season. We say that every year. I would like Conley on the Lakers personally. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. What would they give up? Lonzo and. Yeah, Lonzo, uh, their pick. Lonzo I mean, and number f- and the number four. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, it's too much for one year. Too Conley. much. Well, Conley may stay. Conley's on two years. He just has early termination. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. The okay. final year, but he's getting paid thirty-four million that year, so he'd yeah. be pretty unhappy to decline that. Yeah, he's a uh, he was the highest paid player in the NBA a couple years ago. Yeah, before the, all <laughs> yeah. these big contracts keep coming up. Uh, okay, so let's get off Trey. Uh, John Collins, um, high, like third, fourth. He was a little bit of mild disappointment uh, because of the lack of blocks, especially early in the season. Yeah, but turned it on late. Yeah, he should have pretty clear runway, and I mean he likes to roll to the rim. So you would think whoever they add uh, wouldn't be kind of a main role man. We saw the the Collins Trey pick and roll really be their pet play. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Um, but again, strong scoring numbers, outstanding field goal percentage at 56% last season. But again, the, the 0.6 blocks and the 0.4 steals is just not going to cut it. Um, so hopefully he got it, he got it up to 1.5 over the final 1.5 blocks over the final 14 games. Yeah. So there's chance there. I mean, I would love it if he could send away at least like 1.2. Yeah. Hey, 1.2 post break. So and it was just so weird for as athletic as he is and the open space kind of style that they run. Um, and, like, giving up, giving up quick possessions. Like, you'd think they'd be better there, but it, yeah. was just, it was such a surprise. So, I mean, where would he go then? And he shot 80% from the line after the break, too. So, I mean, 20 and 10, uh, 53. What, that, what did he finish post-break? It must have been, like, top 40. It was close to – it was like a uh, – yeah, he's in the 30, 30-ish yeah, range. Better, yeah. Right? Uh, so yeah, he's gonna go what third round, f- early fourth, I would say. Early fourth, I I was fairly disappointed. Yeah. It was kind of a lot of counting. It's it's like the stats that, I mean, points and rebounds with some assists, like this, and just like really, he's really good field goal percentage, and that weights his value up a little bit. Yep. Yeah. But, I mean, guys like that, it's kind of like an Al Horford feel to me. It's just good, but I don't know. It, it doesn't. I really like my centers to really get a lot of blocks. That's you know, for or, sure, yeah. That's what, and he, he's not doing that. So. No. Yeah, you'll definitely have to take another guy. But, but yeah, at fourth round, you're giving yourself plenty of, I mean, I the mean, highest I would go. Okay, so let's play the. The name game, I guess, uh, compared to other forwards. Um, Miles Turner. I would way rather have Miles. Okay. Yeah, I would too. Um, who else? Capella is not close. I would assume you would obviously take Capella, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Who else? What about what about if Brooke Lopez reups with Milwaukee? That's would, like a. I would still you... take Collins. I think. Yeah, it's close for me though. Yeah, it's because close. Brooke, Brooke is actually giving you elite blocks. Yeah, he's a like a boring early round guy. Yep. Not a ton of points, not a ton of rebounds, but elite blocks, good percentages, threes. Yeah. Um. Well, well. So what if uh, Mitch Rob's gonna be pretty high, right? Especially if the the Knicks don't land a, a big man. Yeah. yeah Oof. Pretty, what about Mo- Lori, There's a good one. Here's a good one. Uh, Laurie Markkinen. Ooh. I'd take Collins. I trust his durability a little bit more, despite he had that ankle injury to start. And the Bulls are just a, a 
S word show. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Boiling. So, yeah. Because I, I mean, I'll the give Hawks the are bad. Balance, yeah. But like the Hawks have a plan, you know. <laughs> like, like if you're bad and have a plan, I feel okay. But if you're just like, oh, we're gonna try to win, and like everyone knows, you know, you're not going to. Yeah. Yeah. It's I like, like it's like Lori the poker lot, expression. But, if you can't yeah. spot the sucker in the room when you're playing poker, then you're the sucker. You're the sucker. So, <laughs> so it's kind of how the, the bulls are. It's like, oh yeah, who's who are we gonna try to trade with? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I would uh, take Levine next year. That's pretty much it. I won't. I'm not touching any bulls next year. I can't. Wendell. I mean, well, I'll Wendell? take Wendell. I'll take Wendell for sure. I'll take Car- Carter Jr. Yeah. But uh, he's gonna go late though. That's why. I mean, I I, I I'll take anybody you know late. But I'm yeah, not gonna yeah. spend that. That's you. pretty much like my. I think five or six is where I'll have like rules of who teams I won't won't target. And then after that, like I'll clean up late. Like I drafted. I always draft late nets every year. Not anymore though. Apparently. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Karis will come late. I mean, it's yeah. Just, I would be willing to roll the dice late, like third option. Oh, he'll be fine. How he's much usage good. does he need? Yeah. He's a, he'll, he had value. He wasn't that high usage though. Yeah, he's not that high. Yeah, because he's he does a little everything. He'll be efficient, threes, some steals. Yeah. So I still think he could be a top one hundred guy, even if they sign two max guys. I do but too. That 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 team is set up so nice though to have yeah. Karras and Dinwiddie for kind of bargains. Jarrett, like they could seriously make some noise, like right away, uh, which would be crazy. It's like um, Prokhorov's on the team again with them going for it all of a sudden. It's, it's yeah. Craziness. Uh, other Hawks that you want to talk about? Um, again, still kind of an incomplete, uh, but they still have Bembry and Bazemore. I think Bazemore yeah. is going to probably they're going to I don't know, I guess they probably just eat it. Uh, until I would like to see them trade him. I think that that's like, but like a contract like that doesn't really get dealt till the deadline. Right. So. I mean, you wouldn't do anything with that. Like he's a, an expiring next year, so he's got nineteen point three in the nineteen twenty season. But then he's a free agent after that. So, like, if you're gonna, they know they're gonna be bad next year. So just eat it this year. Like, yeah. So they won't yeah. do anything for it if I'm them. Yeah. That's like a son's move. It's like, oh yeah, let's trade him for or something. Like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just so much going on right now. Like the the Nets being a major player in free agency, all of a sudden it's just changed everything. Would um, you draft Baysmore? Nah. Yeah, me either. I just don't see it. He was kind of it. decent last year, actually, in that uh, once they really shifted towards player development, he was coming yeah. off the bench. It was like nothing. Yeah, he had his little uh, field goal percentage lulls, which he always does. Yeah. But I just feel like they're going to play Trey and John Collins. and So what about Harder? I'm in. I'm down with him. Yeah. I, I'll take him late. He was. I thought he was going to break out late in the season, but... He's a little he had a little moments. Time. He had flashes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he had some big kid. Like uh, when the Hawks had like four games in like six days, he had a decent yeah. run there for fantasy playoffs. But yeah, something with him. Uh, after that, that's kind of it, huh? They're gonna draft yeah, who's, some people. Who's their center next year? Oh, uh, Lens back. Yeah. Deadman's maybe gone. Probably gone. Deadman has player option, right? I think he's just off the books. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. That's, yeah. Oh, yeah, because he was. Exp- they were trying to trade him. I was surprised he never mm-hmm. got traded. Yeah, so he was I was too. Yeah. yeah, you would think that a team would have given up something for that. He but he apparently been, said he uh, wanted to helpful. stay. Yeah, he apparently wanted to stay. Um, okay, so, yeah. Anything else? Do you want to talk some finals real quick? Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, so um, just quickly. Um, I mean, if you're playing DFS, you kind of know the deal now. 
Um, Curry's usage was kind of up and down. It was, I think, uh, 40 or higher in the first and third quarter. But it was only 25 in the fourth, which I thought was, uh, I guess, credit to the Raptors, uh, who really took over late in the game. Um, but they're going to have Clay back tonight. Still no Kevin Durant, which, again, is kind of wild. Um, and Kevon Looney is questionable now after we thought he would be out with a call. Wow, he's injury, questionable now, for tonight? Yeah. I didn't miss that. Yeah. That's crazy. So That's crazy. That helps, but like we were saying before we hopped on, I thought the biggest takeaway was DeMarcus Cousins was a letdown. I, I had really high hopes for him uh, and his yeah. chance to shine. And he was not good. Gasol really took over on both ends. Um, not in a big way scoring-wise, but I just thought that Gasol vastly outplayed him. So, Well, yeah, one yeah. of seven. But, and Three and they really missed Clay's defense in spots, man. Like That mm-hmm. first quarter was like, oh, oh yeah. man. Danny Green's not going to hit six threes if Clay's nah, on. That's the thing. That was, that was the story. Like Danny Green hitting six threes. Uh, Clay was heated. Yeah. <laughs> Clay was heated. Um, yeah, about Cousins, I just can't believe that he's playing. Like, yeah. Dude tore his quad. Yeah, after he tore his Achilles the year before. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Yeah. Like props. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he need he needs to be. You know, you, you can't you can't be out there for twenty minutes, hit one shot, and only grab three boards. And and he, and his turnovers were rough. Uh, Draymond is really pushing the pace, and he does that a little bit too much sometimes and he does these silly turnovers and last game without clay without the spacing they could really collapse the paint on him and that was rough for him yeah and they weren't so, really in rhythm like i felt like when they were trying no. to click, kick they feel like they had like three or four bad passes or not like on target passes to cook when he was kind of trailing on the play yeah. trying to yeah, line yeah. Up for a wing three mm-hmm. like steph missed them a couple times dre missed them a couple times again not like a turnover miss but it just ruined the flow yeah it bobbled it yeah yeah so do you think more more Bogut or more Jordan Bell? I have said this a couple times. I think they got to go smaller, man. Mm. Like I would play Dre at the five more, and I mentioned last McKinney week they then? played McKinney more. Yeah, which uh-huh. they didn't really do too much. They went to they went with Jarebko a lot. Was really their first fix. I don't like that. I don't like that. I would rather just play McKinney at the four. Um, yeah, just, me too. Just deal with it. Uh, hopefully Pascal um, doesn't go off. But Pascal's been kind of held in check since his monster game one. But, yeah. Um, well, he had 18 on 50% shooting last yeah, game. Well, not 32. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if, he, if he's under 20, that's pretty good. And it's only 50% for a big man is not too great because he doesn't really shoot threes. So. Yeah. Well, he missed all three of them. Yeah. That's the thing with him. He, when he's not hitting the threes, it's tough on Toronto. Mm-hmm. I love that dude, though. Oh, he's, Where's he going to go next year if Kawhi bolts? Like, second round? Third. Oh my! Kawhi bolts. Do you think that's necessarily a good thing for him? Just because of the spacing that. issues. I had to. Re- I was going to research what his uh, splits looked like, games, but his usage and stuff going up. But I could see it's going to be so tough to take him second round though. After one no. season though, no. For a guy who's not great at shot block, like if he blocks shots, then I would obviously do it. And you know, I'm talking like two blocks a game, but I don't know. Uh, third round definitely in in play, even with Kawhi possibly, but without Kawhi, he has to go third round, I think. Yeah, yeah, I love him. I mean, he's he's been phenomenal. Like his emergence this year. Wait, hold on. Is it? Do you have him or D'Lo for most improved? Oh, easily Siakam. Thank you. Yeah, it's not even. A I can't believe that's a controversial take. Yeah. <laughs> it's I don't I don't I I guess because Brooklyn people love scoring I guess. 
But it's not even close, man. People act like D'Lo was garbage last year or the year before. He's, he's fine. Dude, he picked number two overall. Yeah. Siakam so, went from like seven points a game to almost 18. Yeah. Uh, so Siakam's efficiency barely dropped without Kawhi. Um, with Kawhi, 55.5. Without him, 54.2. Wow. So and then Stud. he got a two-point-per-game two boost, uh, full rebound boost, a little bit of a dime boost, um, and then defensive numbers were about the same. So... And he grew like we've seen. He can he can deal with these extra high usage games, but I'm gonna I'm gonna write something up on him and I think after the finals, trying to yeah. see like correlate with his high usage games and high efficiency games and stuff. Should be fun. Um, predictions or anything like that for I still had Warriors I don't in think... six, but I don't know. I still I still kind of feel like the Warriors can still get it in six. Uh, well, I mean, I I I would be with you if KD was back tonight, but I For think sure. it's going to be a seven game series. It's, yeah, I think the Dubs win tonight because the, I mean, going down three one would be bad. But what then, if you they know, go down three one and come back? The the three one jokes would be back in reverse. If they go down three <laughs> one, KD comes back and saves the day. That would I would like that narrative. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> but um. I've I've said from the jump that I thought it was going to go seven, so I'll stick with that. Okay. Uh, but I'd say um, home court hold. Then do you think? I think they I think they take this game with Clay back because they were pretty close last game. If they would have just uh, played a better defensive game, yeah. and and Cousins was less terrible. Yeah. But, so just a quick Siakam stat I was kind of playing with. And so keep in mind, usually when guys like that have high usage, they're going to have higher efficiency just because it's a bit hot hand. But so if you're going off his top usage games on the season, true shooting um, is 72.7, 68 68.8, 77 77.2, 68.9, 73.0, 77.4 for his plus 26 usage rate games. So all wow. of them are mega efficient. Again, part yeah. of it's because he's the hot hand, but that's encouraging, man. Uh, I want to see what he does with more usage next year. Um, like- yeah, I, I, I think it's probably going to be Warriors and Seven. Like it'll just be um, home court, home court, home court, and then Warriors win on the road. Like I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of yeah. chalk play. I can't believe that Katie's not back, dude. Cash, How much Cash time is no joke, though. I know, but dude, it's been. Where is he at? Is he at the? Is he at five weeks now, or is it? It's been yeah. It I mean, he four missed weeks. The whole round. He missed two whole rounds. And I think game. it was a month ago. I think it was yeah, a it was solid month, month ago. ago. Check real quick. But he's a. Uh, He's doing some shooting drills now. It sounds like he. It sounds like game because they're off again two days. They don't play again until Monday, which is by the way, no NBA Finals game over the weekend. Like that's so weird to me. Right? It's weird, but I do like I do like them breaking up the games. Yeah, I just feel like not having a Saturday or Sunday game is just so odd to me. Um, so he got hurt on man. A, we have a lot of notes on him. Yeah, I have uh, on one on the ninth. So yeah, you're talking four full weeks. And it, I think that it could be like a two to six week time now. So is that four four weeks right now? Yeah, it's a pretty much full four weeks, almost to the day. Man, there's actually a chance that he could not be ready. There's yeah. like a, jeez. So, but they, imagine, they, oh man, if they win without KD coming back, that is just like the worst summer for KD ever. Yeah, he's the narrative on that is really bad. He luck. might just leave because it's too awkward too. Well, yeah, I think if if they win and he doesn't play in any of those games, yeah, that he's gonna get clowned so hard. Yeah, the, the burner accounts will be out in full force. <laughs> oh. 
All right, so we're going to get out of here on that. I hope you guys enjoyed the weekend. Enjoy game four tonight, game five on Monday. Uh, Strope will be back on um, Wednesday. We may be, uh, it may be NBA season over by the time uh, uh, we do the next pod on Friday. Damn. So it'll be full on draft season. Um, prepping for that, but it's been a fun playoff ride, man. A couple game series clinching buzzer beaters was uh, probably the highlight of the couple months here. Yeah. Anything you want to add here? No. Uh, go Dubs. All right, there you go. All right, see you guys again. <laughs> Enjoy the weekend, and thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.